Let's begin tonight in Ottawa with a guilty plea from Canada's former top soldier heard in a courtroom in that city today. General Jonathan Vance, the country's former chief of the defense staff, pleaded guilty to one count of obstruction of justice laid against him following an investigation into allegations of inappropriate behavior first published by Global News last year. Appearing virtually before an Ottawa courtroom, Vance entered the unprecedented plea following a year that saw Canadian forces caught up in what experts have called a crisis over multiple allegations of sexual misconduct against senior leaders. When asked for his plea by the judge, Vance answered, guilty, your honour. Well, joining me from Ottawa is Global News senior political reporter Amanda Connolly, who's been following this case very closely. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, just perhaps take us back a bit to to what this case was about involving uh, Canada's most senior soldier. Absolutely. Well, this case, of course, began um, a little more than a year ago when Global News first reported on allegations from two women saying that they had had uh, in, in inappropriate uh, behavior from General Jonathan Vance, who was at the time um, had had very recently retired when this came out in February 2021 as the chief of the defense staff, the kind of top soldier of, of the Canadian forces, if you will. And so this really put into the spotlight the issue of military culture, particularly the ongoing and very long-standing issue of misconduct and conflict of interest in the Canadian forces. So this charge in particular, the one count of obstruction of justice came in July 20, uh, 2021, and it really followed uh, what police described as, uh, in, in their wording here, an attempt by Vance to get one of the women at the heart of those allegations to make false statements about their relationship during a military police investigation. Obviously, serious allegations against the top soldier in the country. What were the, what were the allegations uh, that he was meant to have tried to, to quash, so to speak? The allegations had to do with uh, what was described as an inappropriate relationship with a woman who was a subordinate to him. She has come forward and identified herself as Major Kelly Brennan. Uh, and really, the the um, the allegations here got to the heart of uh, what we, we've heard from experts is at the root of so many uh, kind of similar cases in the military issues of uh, superior officers and subordinate individuals as well. Uh, the issue of conflict of interest, of concerns about whether complaints if they are made, will be taken seriously. And this certainly is one that we've seen um, raised over the course of the past year as the military really has come under a reckoning here, um, put under the national spotlight over not only the allegations against Vance himself, but also against a number of other senior leaders in the Canadian forces who have been either removed from their position, a number of them are also facing criminal charges, um, ongoing investigations. And so really it is a broad swath of some of the most senior individuals in the military who have been facing, um, again, really a, a number of allegations leading to the, this reckoning and, and the work underway now to try and change the culture in the military. What did Jonathan Vance admit to today? He admitted today to effectively what he was charged with, to attempting to obstruct justice uh, course of a military police investigation saying uh, that he had been uh, he that he that he had as military police had originally alleged attempted to get Brennan to make false statements to police when they were trying to investigate this this happened over the course of three days in early February it was really right before and then right after Global News first reported on the allegations that were being made against Jonathan Vance and so um we heard throughout the the kind of proceedings here, the hearing today in Ottawa court, um, an attempt by the defense 
to argue for a conditional discharge for him. And they were successful in getting that, of course, the Crown agreed to it. Uh, and we also heard as well, which perhaps um, is, is also really important in this, that the woman involved also supported that request for a conditional discharge, which, mean, which means effectively that Vance now will not have a criminal record. But there were, of course, in, in admitting to this and pleading guilty to this one charge, he did, in fact, admit to facts that you had reported, that Global had reported uh, at the time that he had denied. He did. Yes. Yeah. So there there again. Um the issue of the inappropriate relationship is uh, really at the heart of the the allegation of the inappropriate relationship is the allegation that this was happening while Vance was the chief of the defense staff. He had said there was no sexual relationship while he was in that role as the top soldier, effectively. That was not the case. We heard admitted today that he acknowledges there is a child uh, that he shares with Brennan, who was born after he is set, after he had said that their sexual relationship, which he has admitted, there was one much earlier when they were both much younger, uh, much younger members of the military, uh, that, that really, um, we heard him admit that that is his child, that he is paying child support payments uh, to Brennan. Um, and really, again, looking at this kind of broad, um, the broad issue here, again, we, we've heard very little from Vance throughout this. And so that certainly was the case again today. He spoke very little, really only to enter the plea to acknowledge what he was um, pleading to, and then to tell the the court that he, he didn't have any further comment to make on, on the matter. We did hear, though, there was a statement from the victim in this case. Yes, so there there was a victim impact statement that was filed with the court. Um, we we ha- we did not hear that re- read out actually in the court. Um, interestingly, whereas we did hear uh, the defense reading out six letters from uh, character witnesses who had filed those letters in support of Vance. Uh, excerpts from those six letters were read out in the court, and so really those were focusing on the again the 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 kind of attempts by the defense to emphasize the character of Vance and and really making that argument central to their request for a conditional discharge for him saying that he still had work he wanted to do and, and, and things that he, uh, you know, that he, that he effectively had, had suffered enough from this already uh, and did not need the, the, the criminal record. And so the judge did agree with the defense on that. The crown did agree, although the crown, I will note, really made a point to emphasize in, in their comments about those six letters shared in support of Vance that there appeared to be quote, willful blindness on the part of the authors to what the Crown called the underlying facts of the case and really the acknowledgement of what was being admitted to here. What happens to him now? What happens to, to General to General Vance now that he's pleaded guilty to this to this charge? So he's subject to a number of conditions now. He has to complete 80 hours of community service. He is on probation for one year um, and he cannot communicate with Major Kelly Brennan, who again is the, the one of the women at the heart of uh, the allegations against him, um, except for legal through their legal counsel on matters pertaining to family court. Again, that has to do with the child support payments that we have learned uh, Vance is making to Brennan. So there are again a number of conditions there, but for the most part, this is kind of the end of the legal road, unless of course those conditions were to be broken. Um, but by and large, this this matter for for Vance now is is largely concluded. We are expecting in the near future uh, a lot more to come out about this specific issue of misconduct within the military uh, with the Arbor report. What do you expect or what are we expecting to see from that and when when might we see it? 
We are expecting to see that around the time period of May. And I say around the time period because although May is the deadline given for the report, there is some flexibility if Madame Arbour needs to actually get an extension on that report. So we that's kind of the, the time frame that we're looking at here. And really, the nature of that report is expected to focus on recommendations to create an independent system for handling military sexual misconduct cases. Again, the the issue here, and I want to emphasize this uh, for for listeners, the issue here of military sexual misconduct and allegations of behavior along these lines is not new. This was clearly documented back in 2015 in a really landmark report by another former Supreme Court Justice, Madame Deschamps. And very little was really done concretely, we heard from the experts over and over again over the past year to address the underlying issues that were contributing to that. Those issues, again, the culture, the kind of um, the conflict of interest and the abuse of power that allow this behavior to flourish is really what we're expecting to see Madame Arbour focusing on in her report, uh, along with those recommendations for the government, who, of course, have been under a lot of political pressure on this matter to really move that forward and put in place clear guidelines, clear changes to fix the system. Amanda Connolly, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you.